Takeaways from Saturday's 5-3 victory in Chicago as VGK sets the record for best start by a defending cup champion at 6-0. We'll talk about it next, right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Catzilla, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you by Sleeper. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Chris Katzilla, the Golden Knights, uh, they made their way into the record books on Saturday as the Cup champions won their sixth consecutive game at the start of a season. A new mark, 6-0, to start a season for Cup champions. Now that that's out of the way, they could move along, and now they can start to focus on Philadelphia on Tuesday at T-Mobile Arena. But among the highlights on Saturday, um, Connor Bedard, your guy, uh, with his first goal on home ice as VGK uh, also came back with a three-goal outburst in the third period, Wah, Stone, and Cotter. Wah, 13 seconds into the third period of play. Uh, what were some of your takeaways from Saturday's game? Best takeaway from the game did not even happen on the ice. Between the second and third period, Jonathan Marcheseau was the... Uh, guest for the intermission interview and a lot of times it depends on who it is sometimes they could be just little little fluff jobs of interviews right they're just fast you know we got to get better blah 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 blah. but march so is not that guy um ashley was asking about what they need to do better and stuff like that and one of the questions or one of the answers march so gave was we're a better team than these guys we know it there's not a whole lot needs to be said in the locker room that moment right there told me this game was done. And I didn't think they were going to come out and score 13 seconds in the third period. But point being is this team can win by outclassing other teams. And this is probably the third game of the season where I've said this, where they just simply outclassed them in the third period. Credit Chicago. They played well, right? Chicago definitely, um, they, they took advantage of a, just a terrible positioning. You 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 called this out. I called it out as well. Uh, Bedard's goal on the power play was the result of the Golden Knights, for whatever reason, having three players below the goal line on the kill, including William Carlson. I got I got before you did Tony, including William Carlson, who was just terribly out of position. And you give Bedard uh, just if it's just Bedard and the goalie and eighteen feet of ice between them. Bedard's going to snipe you 11 times out of 10. That's how good his shot is. And Aiden Hill gave him the credit, and that's that. But, you know, flat game, couple of periods, Chicago was okay, and then the Golden Knights simply just turned it on in the third period and reminded the rest of the NHL why they are the defending Stanley Cup champions. Okay, outclassing the last three games there, Mr. Catzilla, 
uh, VGK six and zero. The opponents that they've played. I wouldn't say are, Dallas. I think Dallas was a good. Just, nine, it wasn't about eight, outclassing. Nine eighteen and three. Nine eighteen and three to start this season. I just oh want the schedule is weak, point. Tony. The schedule is weak. There's not going to be an <laughs> argument from me. Um, okay. Yeah, we shouldn't sell it. I mean, it's a great, it's a great benchmark. Oh no, it is great. It's 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 amazing what's happening. But it's, and, it's not like they just won the cup or they advanced to the Stanley Cup final. Well, the Golden Knights can't choose. Well, maybe they can if if, if you have your if if your 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 perspective came out. But we're going to assume the Golden Knights can't choose their opponents, <laughs> and they have to play the schedule that's printed. And I mean, looking ahead, I think Tuesday is a tough game. I think Tuesday, honestly. I'm not picking the Golden Knights on Tuesday night. That's just me. The Flyers are playing well. Weird game. First game back from the road trip. We'll save that for tomorrow. Um, looking ahead, you got a back-to-back home against Chicago, going on the road to L.A., home against Montreal, so not even a true road trip. Winnipeg comes back. Eh. Colorado, first real nice test on uh, Saturday, November 4th. And then Anaheim, L.A., San Jose, Washington, Montreal in Philly, Pittsburgh in Dallas. Like, and then home against Arizona, three-game road trip against Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. All three of those teams really not playing that great. Right, right. No, and the Pacific <coughs> Division is watered down. We'll talk about the collapse of Edmonton so uh, later on on the show. Uh, and, you know, so uh, Bruce Cassidy, I wanted to point out, too, about uh, Cotter. Uh, he liked Paul Cotter's game on Saturday night, and he said that he wants him to get more into the greasy areas, and as a result, he comes up and he scores a goal in that game in uh, period number three. Uh, how's Cotter progressing? You know, in your mind, you watch him every night. First line, Paul Cotter, I think, soon. Um, and we'll we'll tie this, obviously, into our second segment, but I think Paul Cotter is going to find himself on that top line sooner than later. Um, Cassidy's making the comments about challenging him and stuff, but I think Cassidy is just keeping him more on even keel to make sure uh, the youngster, because Connor is younger, to make sure he doesn't slip out of uh, into bad habits or anything like that. We know Cassidy will utilize the media to get messages across, and all coaches do that. Um, and Cassidy is just reminding Connor to keep doing what you're doing. I mean, listen, there's been a couple goals this year where Connor literally just steals the puck from somebody creates a scoring chance and boom, it's, it's that fast. And Cotter does like, if there's a, if there's a perfect Bruce Cassidy player, Paul Cotter is the first one that comes to my mind right now. It's not about the skill. It's not about the, the scoring output or anything like that, but Cotter is going to go for every board battle as hard as he can. He is going to have a aggressive and relentless forecheck, and he's going to work his butt off to win every single race. That is what's going to keep Paul Cotter in this in this lineup if he has a six-goal season or a 16-goal season. It doesn't matter with Cotter. He is doing things on the ice that you don't necessarily see on the score sheet. Not to get ahead of ourselves in the second segment, but Ivan Barbashev is not doing those same things. Okay, we will get into that. Uh, William Carlson, as you mentioned, and John of the Marshall, so both had goals. Uh, Carlson on the power play in that game. Uh, and then... Chicago, a team that's not very good on its own power play. I think I saw something like two for 27 uh, to start this season. Um, and so for VGK, uh, special teams still have been reigning pretty much supreme. They've done a good job there on special teams. Would you like to talk more about their special teams, Chris? 
catch yeah i was just like when you hear me start typing i'm trying to find out some information here there and the golden knights power play is one two three four five six seven eight ninth in the early season wow that's that's pretty pretty good good. that's that's good pretty good they're 27 percent, so that's going to go down obvious well new jersey is 42 percent on the power play right now my goodness where's edmonton are they in there uh, they're 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 they're, the they're 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 doing what they do. They're, Still, they're, even though they're... even though there's something that's interesting, but they're scoring yeah. on the power play. That's the only thing that's they're doing. They're, right they're still yeah, a one right. trick. They're a one trick pony. Still, we know this. And that'll obviously be our third segments. Um, but no, the Golden Knights power play. I mean, if they're top ten all season, I mean, thinking back to last regular season, the power play is the one and really only thing I would point to that this team needed to do better. They were 18th, I believe, all last season, but. We talked about for the last two years, the margin from being in the middle and the lower end of the middle third to being top 10. And it's like 8, 10, 12 goals, depending on how many opportunities your team gets. And that's razor thin if you think about that over the course of an 82-game season. A little bit of luck in there. There's going to be some posts and stuff. But generally speaking, eight, eight more goals on the power play and the Golden Knights are a top 10. If they're a top 10 team on the power play, that's going to make this regular season a lot easier than the last. And they'll wind up winning the Pacific by a lot more than one points. Here's a stat for you. Jack Eichel, they said that they wanted to strengthen his game by having him take faceoffs. 15 and four in the faceoff circle on Saturday night. Ooh, 15 and four. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that, I, I didn't that know that. One that's up. really, really good. I mean, you know, How about that? Was he just against Bedard who can't win a face-off? Is that who he faced? <laughs> that's pretty awesome. It's pretty funny. I mean, listen, Eichel's game, we're seeing it. You know, he's just getting better and better and better, and he still leads the league in shots. I just looked at that. He's uh, one shot ahead <laughs> of Nathan McKinnon, who's played one less game, but who cares? He's still, you know, leading the league in shots taken. He's got three goals, so his, his scoring percentage is a uh, – just over 10% right now, which I mean, I think any uh any shooter will take that unless you're Mc, unless you're McDavid, who that would be a slow season converting in 10% of the shots. But you know, that that's the bet right now, guys. If you're looking for action in local sports books, Eichel over three and a half shots is usually the number, and the juice is 120 to 130. So just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. It's good to know. And then one final note as we put a wrap on this first segment. We saw Bruce Cassidy saying that Alex Petrangelo is skating again, and perhaps we'll see him on Tuesday night against the Flyers, which would be great news. Yeah, he skated the last two days. Gary Lawless asked that, so I felt like that was a, a loaded type of question there because Gary Lawless Because he knew, because he knew. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not asking that question if the team doesn't want to. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. That's a, listen, we're getting information. This is a good thing. I'm not knocking it either. Yeah. Um, so Gary Lawless, no startling revelation to him. No. It wasn't, he knew this It was a setup. We call that a setup, bro. It's a setup. Yeah. It's a setup in, in the biz. Um, so Gary Lawless asked, and the answer is he's been skating Petrangelo for the last two days, hopes to rejoin the team on Monday. So if I had to forecast all of this, you're going to see Petrangelo out there in the non-contact uniform today, tomorrow, you'll see him take the morning skate in a regular uniform and, come back to his, st- his spot on the top line. And it's just, it's hard to see this team getting any better defensively. It really is. But then you step back and think about all the players they've been without. 
uh, White Cloud, Petrangelo, Martinez, Martinez yeah. and then the job that Pahal, Korzak, and Hutton have been doing. You know, people again, I'll just they want to knock the depth of the team and you know Henderson and everything. Well, it's not too bad. And oh, by the way, the Henderson Silver Knights four and zero to start a big third period comeback against the San Jose Barracuda Saturday afternoon, down three to one. And uh, actually, Denisenko, the Kelly McCrimmon, Kelly McCrimmon plan, McCrimmon plan coming through. Well, I, I heard him between the first and second period say, "We got this game. We're better than this team." Wasn't it Denisenko? That yes, Des- yes, it was Denisenko that said that. In, in other news, they're they're doing locker room interviews now in Henderson in, in intermission, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, nice, uh, nice comeback. They get the game in overtime, and uh, Denisenko, who was the 32, 32nd waiver priority claim by Kelly McCrimmon, uh, just before the season starts, he gets sent down. McCrimmon had him just for this moment. So, Silver Knights four and zero, Golden Knights six and zero. Here we go. Here, here's the mic. Coming Southern up. Nevada professional hockey is perfect in Vegas. Whoa, mic go, drop. Smokes. Uh, okay, coming up next, we will talk about the much maligned Ivan Barbashev. We return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Mark Stone scores a hat trick. VGK wins the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, plus uh, much, much more, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. That's right. These are all possible scenarios for the season, but you have to be in it to win it, and you have to have a chance at winning. You need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app, of the National Hockey League's Locked On Network. Uh, Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contest. What players would you like to see score this week to win 100 times the money? Entries can... Who's that? Barbashev. Barbashev. Okay. Entries can be made in less than a minute. And with studs like, of course, Eichel wins in the faceoff circle now. Is that part of fantasy hockey, faceoff wins? Yes. Uh, McDavid, who's out, we'll talk about him. Uh, Crosby, McCarr, I need new names here for my top lineup. All you need to do is to pick more or less on stats for all these stars. Choose stats for goals, assists, for saves, plus, minus, and much, much more. You heard me, VGK fans, 100 times payouts on Sleeper, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL. You'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We are back. Lockdown Golden Knights this Monday edition. Tony Cardasco, Chris Catzilla. Chris Catzilla Gallic here reporting, and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You could find us on the X at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G at Lockdown VGK. Is that the proper way to say it now? The X, like, is that? Really, I don't. Know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, I no clue. I'm just. I, I know Steve Marshall loves to correct me whenever we're talking in the press box about it, but otherwise. And he calls it the X. Is it the X? He no. He he's very by the book. He's very he's very by the book. He, he gets it right. So he gets it right. So I don't know if we 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 don't get it right, but you know whatever. Okay, so we've been following the trials and tribulations of Ivan Barbashev. Played just thirteen thirty four on the ice on Saturday night in Chi Town. He has uh, one goal that was against the Kraken. So that was in the first game. So five scoreless games for him. Uh, what did you say happened with him on, on Saturday night? 
Was there something noticeable? Yeah. Um, so I actually have a shift report here right in front of me. His last shift when he exited the ice in the second period was what was with 617 remaining. Didn't see the ice until the third period. And he got back on the top line in the third period. Um, I don't know who the replacement was. I have to assume they probably sent Paul Cotter or Brett Howden up for the uh, last few shifts of the second period there. Um, but point being, it was a 17-shift night overall for Barbashev. Seven shifts in the first period, five and five in the second and thirds. Uh, for comparison, Keegan Colasar, 15 shifts. And Barbashev gets some power play time out there, so keep that in mind too. Barbashev gets some power play time, where Keegan Colasar doesn't get a whole lot of power play time these days. Uh, Paul Cotter, a line below, gets 20 shifts and more time on the ice. Uh, scrolling through, Will Carrier gets 16 shifts, less time on the ice, but, you know. <clears throat> so <clears throat> this is two of the last three games where, <clears throat> sorry, guys. This is two of the last three games where Barbashev has played third or fourth line minutes. Tony had an interesting perspective that I ran with on Vegas Hockey Now. Jack Eichel's shooting at everything, everything, everything. And instead looking, you know, not looking maybe for that easy pass where Barbashev might be waiting on the doorstep and not knocking Eichel, just simply acknowledging the fact that Eichel is doing what Cassie told him to do, and that's shoot more. So Tony said, hey, could this possibly be what's slowing Barbashev down? So I turned that into an article on Vegas Hockey Now, and I got grilled. Thanks they, for taking the heat for me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. It. No problem. Um, Barbashev, Barbashev, um, the, the title was Barbashev Struggles, Blame Eichel or something like that. And <laughs> listen, Blame Eichel in, in, the, in, the, in the subject line, that's a, that's that's a click. It's that's a click clicked. generator. It's a click <laughs> generator. It's click not clickbait. It's, it, it's a click generator. It's not clickbait because there was a tie-in to what it possibly could be. And I put in, in this article, I said, guys, that's a bit of a stretch. But point being is there is a different plan of attack on the top line. There is a different plan of attack. And every time you take a shot, it generates a scoring opportunity. You would think in one of the 30-plus shots that Eichel took, Barbashev would be able to find a way to do, do a little something with it. But unfortunately, he hasn't. And I'm going to be at practice today. I'm going to practice today. I got nothing going on today. So um, we're going to ask some questions today. We're going to, we're going to ask some questions. And Cassidy usually doesn't shy away from a – a good opportunity to suggest a player needs to do better. So we're going to see um, see what Cassidy has to say. I've got a couple of new theories. Uh, could Barbashev Ooh, be more articles? Of, Let's go more articles. Okay, could Barbashev be out of shape? Okay. Or the other theory is he signed that big fat contract. Is he just kind of milking the contract too? Is he milking the? I don't know if milking is the right word, but you know, I mean, you play you play a lot better, harder, etc. When you're in a contract season, we've seen this before all over sports. And, uh, and it's a hundred percent fair. It's a hundred percent fair to acknowledge the fact that many times in professional sports, we've seen a player get paid and their numbers struggle. And if people want to argue that I'll, I'll start with William Carlson. It took William Carlson a while to, for fans to really feel like he's earning the contract. Obviously, in the last playoff run, Carlson was magnificent in his five-on-five play and was getting points. This year, he's at a point-per-game clip right now. He's on pace for 80 points. That's pretty good. 
but there was a lull in the middle there. And am I, am I saying because Carlson got paid, that's why his numbers went down? No, but it is a factor. And it's a factor to consider with Barbashev. And it's a factor to consider if the Golden Knights decide to play pay marches so next season. Like these are all things that do sometimes happen. And a lot of the comments I'm getting about Barbashev, he was great in the playoffs. He's going to be the diesel in the playoffs again, blah, blah, blah. Well, says who? Says who? The team has to get to that point. It's a good start, but uh, the season's not even 10% over yet. The playoffs are a long way away, folks, and the team has to earn the right to get there and get a high seed. And why are you suggesting Barbashev is going to turn on in the playoffs? I hope he does. But at this rate, it's not going to be on the top line. I don't think he's going to be on the top line much longer, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I was going to ask if you thought they chipped him around. That's interesting. And uh, Barbashev, one fan pointed out on Twitter yesterday uh, that Carlson's goal doesn't happen without Barbashev winning a board battle. So that was a True. good point. And that's fair. And then I said that he went, was it the Cotter goal? He went, no, I, I'm not quite sure, but he went hard to the net. Yes, and no, I know the goal you're talking about. He went hard to the net and took a defender with him. And that goal, I March felt. So. It was March. It was, was March. So's goal. Yeah. So got the puck at center ice, um, cut in right at the blue line. And Barbashev did a good job going straight to the net and basically Takes making a an defender inter- with him, right? Yeah. It was, it's basically a, a legal interference run. You see it 50 times in a game. So Barbashev is doing some things right. Like, let's, this isn't a complete uh, dump on Barbashev's segment, it's about 80% of it. But, you know, the, the Tony's way too close. I was uncomfortable there. Um, there that's much better, much better. The people appreciate that. Um, but, you know, he's got to get on the score sheet. And you guys can not agree with me and Tony on this, and it's fine. I, I don't care if you if you like our, our perspective or not. But what does matter, Bruce Cassidy sees something that Barbashev is not on. doing. Bruce Cassidy pulled Barbashev off the top line when the team needed a goal against the Dallas Stars. Bruce Cassidy did not play Barbashev in the last 235 or 335 of the game against the Stars, did not put him out there in overtime in the second game or in the game against the Hawks in the second period. When the game was in the balance in the second period, Barbashev got pulled off the top line and didn't play for the last six minutes of the second period. Barbashev got 15 shifts. He's been getting third and fourth line minutes. So these are unarguable perspectives that me and Tony are giving you right now that the coach, what the coach, what coach Bruce Cassidy is doing with Barbashev. So there is concern there. Will Barbashev figure this out? I think so. If the team, okay, here you go. If the team is not six and zero right now, Barbashev is not on the top line. And interesting. 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 Wow. That's an interesting perspective, but he's still doing those little things that don't, uh, the intangibles he's doing don't show up. some of the little things, but not enough of them or Cassie wouldn't be pulling him off the line. Coming up next, what is going on with the Edmonton Oilers? They were projected to be cup champions in some, some regards, uh, early season adversity is set. They in. are who we thought they were <laughs> more, more after this locked on golden Knights. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle, the level it up, peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much, much more. Whether you are into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
with over 122 million parts to choose from for your ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you are looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Back on Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. And don't forget, on Fridays, we have the Off the Rails segment, WTF, What the Friday. Uh, so, Chris, it appears the Edmonton Oilers are literally falling apart. Saturday at Winnipeg, Connor McDavid sustained an upper body injury. Um, and, and when he got back to the bench, if you saw that clip, you could read his lips saying that he tore something. He thought that he tore something, and now he's out one to two weeks. So that happened. And then he tore something. It's going to be longer than one to two weeks, but yeah, I hear you. Right. I like, yeah, your perspective there. The way that they say week to week is usually a month, perhaps. Evander Kane. Evander yeah. Kane, that was a funny perspective. Uh, he said that he got into a fight just so he could get minutes, even though he was in the penalty box. Awesome. So that because they're not playing him a bunch of minutes. So funny. That was so Listen, Evander Kane, love him or hate him. He's a funny dude. And it's funny that to was, watch him talk. That was and, great. and listen, Golden Knight fans, if he was wearing black and gold and silver and a gold helmet, there you go, Tony. Um, you guys would like him too. And if you don't believe me, uh, growing up a Bulls fan, I hated Dennis Rodman. He became a Chicago Bull. I loved Dennis Rodman. So that, that that's how that whole thing goes. Maybe Evander Kane to Vegas. There you go. There, there's the trade. Evander Kane to Vegas. When when Keegan Colazar gets hurt, they need to bring some muscle in. So there you go. Um, here's the funny thing. Edmonton is 1-3-1. and one. That still has them fifth place in the Pacific right now. Wait, wait, wait. Are, is this, we thought that we could perhaps see a VGK hangover. Is Edmonton suffering the Vegas flu into this season. Edmondson has a crappy coach. Like, yeah, I don't he, know. He's gone by Thanksgiving, right? I don't know. He should have been gone last gone Thanksgiving. By, he should have been gone by Canadian Thanksgiving. Listen, the Oilers have done some... have to acknowledge the fact that the Oilers have had their best recent playoff runs under Jay Woodcroft. But it's despite Jay Woodcroft. It's not yep. Jay Woodcroft taking this team of third liners and maximizing their potential. He is simply doing what McDavid and Dreisaitl tell him to do in the locker room. And, I mean, listen, any team with McDavid and Dreisaitl should make it at least out of the first round, and that's what they've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, a conference final two years ago, and then obviously out in the semifinal against uh, the Golden Knights. But that the team is succeeding despite Woodcroft. And I'll say this a million times. Joel Quinville, I understand all the things around that. I'm simply talking about Quinville, the coach. Woodcroft gone, Quinville behind the bench. That team will give Vegas and the rest of the National Hockey League a run for their money. Gerard Gallant, you put him behind that bench. That team will immediately improve. Jay Woodcroft is not the coach that can handle those superstars. He's, the, he's an AHL transplant who did really well in the AHL. 
And they said, okay, here's the keys to the Mercedes. Go take uh, the best team that the Oilers have seen since Gretzky's been here and go in a, go get him, kid. Go get him. You, you got this. And he's, he's not doing it at all. He's not the man. He's uh, not the man. He's not. He's not. I, I, this, this could be a long segment, but I'm just going to stop. Okay. So Leon Dreisaitl, did you see, asked by a reporter about the Stuart Skinner dumb play where he came out of net and uh, left the, he mishandled the pocket. Oh, I saw the picture. The, I saw the screenshot of that. Yeah, he left the net wide open, and that was uh, another Winnipeg goal. In that what did Dreisaitl say? So so uh, they asked him about, you know, what did you say to, to Skinner? And he just made this ugly face. Like, he just shook it off. He's like, what? Like, like what kind of question is that? He goes, he made a mistake. Big deal. Like, we all make mistakes. He made a mistake. I tried to dry slide there. That, that well, Edmonton honestly... was getting a little spicy around there in Edmonton. So something has to give, correct? I mean, I it's got to be Woodcroft. Like, it has to be Woodcroft. And if the, if the Oilers don't do something behind the bench, they're going to be just a little – they're going to be – I think just trying to go car with like like a little bit like a better option package than like the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's all they're going to be. That's all they're going to be is just a little bit better than the Leafs because they got a little more talent. But at the end of the day, neither one is going to get Canada their first Stanley Cup in 34 seasons, I think is the number now. And I know it just makes everyone north of the border sick what the Vegas Golden Knights are doing. But let that be an example to when you have. And this is not just for for this season. It's for the first, you know, six seasons when you have the right blend of players buying in, the right character, the right general manager, the right president, making sure they have the right players there, and then obviously having the right coaches. And Gerard Gallant got him to a cup. DeBoer got him to two conference finals, maybe despite DeBoer, but reality is DeBoer was in two conference finals with the Golden Knights. And then obviously we know what Bruce Cassidy did with the Golden Knights. So, you know, Canada, if you guys want to know how to run an organization, take notes. Vegas does it right. Yeah. Am I a homer? Fine. But let the results speak for themselves. And and with Dreisaitl, too. Do you expect, like, a player to just sell out, you know, his teammate? They, that's how they, they expected some different answer there. I think, you know, in, in Edmonton with the media, Dreisaitl is the only player, I think, that's playing four goals, five assists, I believe. On the young season, all nine, the power nine play, points. dry sidles, nothing. You're all in the power okay. play. I don't know if they are, but should they? Well, when McDavid comes back, do you split up him and uh, dry sidle on separate lines? I've seen a lot of chatter about that. Do you keep them on the same line? Do you add Barbashev to that top line? <laughs> Wouldn't I'm just kidding. That was a joke, folks. Pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, Barbashev for Evander Kane. Let's go. <laughs> that's a joke, folks. That's, that's, that's a joke, a joke too. Um. I mean, that's something they go up and back with in Edmonton. They try to keep dry, at least at least last season, they try and keep dry Seidel and McDavid separate because you put those two on the top line. I mean, yeah, they got a lot left, but it's good to have the balance in the lineup. You still got Ryan Nugent Coppins. You got Evander Kane. Um, you got dry Seidel. You got so many other players that can contribute. And there are some decent players on the defensive side of the puck as well. And when everything is clicking for Edmonton. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say Edmonton and defense in the same Bouchard and Hyman, yeah. I mean, they do got a couple of good defensemen there. Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, and we did see how well things clicked when the goaltending and the defense was in sync for what the last 15 games of the season last year. And 
I said it, you know, probably around early April. I thought the Oilers were going to win the Stanley Cup in 17 games in the playoffs. That's how good they were doing. And shame on me for not having enough faith in the Golden Knights, who just basically ran over the playoffs. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Chris will be talking today at uh, speaking to Coach Cassidy, get some questions in at practice. So we'll recap that. And then we'll also prepare for the game against the Flyers at home tomorrow night. I think one way to break this streak would be to wear the gold buckets on Tuesday night. That's a good streak buster. Can we do a what the Tuesday and 8 o'clock local starts for an East Coast for a team they're playing on the East Coast. So dumb. That's so dumb. terrific. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. And we'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Was this my crankiest show? Might be my crankiest show today. You're cranky, Catzilla. <laughs>